Welcome to the So That Got Me Thinking podcast. I am your host Nat and if you like exploring womanhood, motherhood, how we strive and fail, psychology and spirituality, then this is the place for you. A weekly podcast where we look at hints, tips, books, coaching, special guests to help us all grow together. Hello and welcome back. This is the So That Got Me Thinking podcast and I am your host Nat. Now today we are talking about diet cultures and how we can be kinder to our bodies. So this really started for me because I have got too many two teenage daughters and we were watching Love Island. Now Love Island is sponsored by Just Eat which I find really ironic because for those of you who don't watch Love Island you're not missing a lot to be fair. Um, Everyone walks around in bikinis all day and there is a lot of pressure to look the same I think. I think there's a lot of pressure to look perfect and I think by being sponsored by Just Eat is the perfect showing of how media buys into our insecurities. So we're all sat there watching these beauties in bikinis while we then order our McDonald's or whatever, you know, takeaway of your choice. All takeaways are available on Just Eat. And really, it just shows that we're born into this cycle of big companies buying into those insecurities of knowing what our pain points are, of feeling like we're not good enough. So if we buy their product or do their thing or have this to feel better they've bought their product and they're doing really well from our insecurities when the actual fact is we're born worthy enough just by us being alive we are enough now lots of us have got complex relationships with our bodies Some of us don't feel free in our bodies. Some of us feel like our bodies hold us back. We feel trapped. We feel like we're not our best selves. And I saw some research this week that broke my heart. So research by Dove has shown that 90% of women have opted out of a life event because of how they feel about how they look. 90% of women have said, I'm not going to do this big celebratory thing because of how I feel about how I look. And that is just shocking. Well, it's not shocking. The statistic is what it is. And I think it's actually a true reflection of how we feel. But it's just comes a point where you think, what is our life about? Is it about the judgment of others? Or is it about, I'm going to show up just as me. But in showing up as me, that comes in a place of I feel confident enough. And a lot of us don't. A lot of us fake confidence. And there is, you know, a great bit in fake it till you make it. But I think when it comes to body image, we really need to think about what our bodies offer us. So really, our bodies are a vessel of us seeing the world, of us interacting with the world. They help us be human. You know, they let us walk, they let us see things, they let us do all these pleasures we get, the joy we get in life. And yet, all we can do is compare ourselves to the bikinis on Love Island. 
And if we start to think about our bodies in a, that different mindset and about what it offers and how we can, how our bodies are amazing and take some gratitude to think about our bodies in that way, we can change our thoughts. And for me, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, you will know, I truly believe if you change your thoughts, you can change your life. And I also love books. And my favourite book, or one of my favourites, is by Louise Hay. And her book is called You Can Heal Your Life. And she talks about what we think about ourselves, we bring about our truth. So our thoughts are so linked to how we feel, they physically manifest in our body. Um, and she says each one of these belief, beliefs will create different experiences. What we believe about ourselves and about life becomes the truth. I want you to take a minute, pause the podcast if you've got to, and consider that. What do you believe about your life and about yourself? Are you in that 90% of the Dove research? What do you believe about you? And what I want you to ask yourself is, is it true? And is it worth it? Is saying no to life events worth it? We've got one beautiful life to live. I don't want to be in the 90%. And I am with the rest of you. Like I've got my own um my own journey with my body. And I'd say a bit more on the podcast um today about how for the last two months I've been really considering like how I need to be kinder to my body. Like I've always exercised and I love it, but sometimes I feel like I should rather than I want to, and like really readdressing. And listening to my body in a bit more kindness. And yeah, take that minute and consider that. What do you believe about your life and your body? Is it true? Is it a reflection of the you inside? Because if we can shift our thoughts into all that our bodies do for us and the health it offers us, I think we can create a beautiful lives for ourselves and our bodies. And today we've got the amazing guest, Alex Hubbard. And I am so excited for you to hear our podcast today. Have a lovely, lovely week. Take care. Hello and welcome back to the That Got Me Thinking podcast. I'm your host, Nat. And today we've got a really special guest. We've got Alex Hubble. She is the founder of Chick Fit Women's Health and Fitness Coaching. She works with women from all ages and stages, from pregnancy through to menopause. And Chick Fit is all about giving women a healthy, holistic choice to healing their bodies and regaining their fitness. Alex combines exercise, massage therapy, nutrition, self-care, and day-to-day strategies to get the best results to help women regain confidence in their bodies. Oh my goodness. Welcome, Alex. I'm so excited to get into this. Thank you so much for your time today. Hi, really glad to be here. Thank you. This is exciting. So I I love the part where you said from all stages, from pregnancy through to menopause, because as women, we go through a lot of stages, don't we? (laughs) we've got a lot going on at any one time and um do we have to show up in like does our fitness change as we go through those stages yeah I definitely it does I mean I think you know when I first started running my business about eight years ago you know I I was literally just a personal trainer Mm. and you know I used to just work with any woman that came along you know did a lot of weight loss and you know yeah getting fit again that kind of thing and I suppose as I uh, as I sort of continued on that journey I just started to get more people coming to me saying oh I'm you know I'm a new mum and 
I mm. need to, you know, I, I don't feel like I used to. I'm kind of struggling to get back to my normal exercise. What can I be doing? Um, and that sort of started to lead me down the path of, uh, you know, looking at postnatal fitness, uh, pregnancy fitness, which then also led me on to things like C-section recovery, um, diastasis recovery. A diastasis yeah. is a tubby separation, uh, yeah. pelvic floor issues and things like that. Um, and I think that we you know, we all have different needs at different times in our lives. Um, You know, some women are going to breeze through it for sure. You know, they're going to have pregnancies and, you know, carry on exercise and they're going to recover quickly postnatally. Um, You know, they won't, they will be able to carry on as normal, but that is not the experience of everyone. And I I would Mm. say actually there are more women than not who kind of need that bit of tailored support at certain times. Yes. Um, Because I think otherwise you, you know, you try and carry on, say, post baby doing the things you did before and stuff just doesn't feel right anymore and you kind of yeah. feel that you're um a lot of women come to me because they're like I don't want to do myself damage I don't want to injure myself mm. uh, or I get a lot of second time mums actually interestingly because they come to me and they say do you know what first time round, I know that I didn't heal properly I just went straight back into oh, what I was doing before I can resonate yeah or I didn't do anything at all. And this time I want to do it properly. Cause just, I don't want to hurt myself, you know, and I want to make sure that I lay the foundations correctly. So yeah, definitely. And and then of course, as you go into the sort of perimenopause and menopause years, kind of, you know, late thirties, early forties onwards, again, the stuff that we need starts to change slightly. And again, a lot mm. of my clients now who were new mums when I first started are obviously you know a similar stage to me now. And they're saying, oh, this thing's happening. Why is this thing happening? Um, <laughs> and so again, it's like there are different strategies. You know, we can't keep doing the same things we've always done um, because our bodies are changing. So yeah, definitely, I think that that there has to be that kind of tailored approach um, for women's fitness for sure. I've only just realised that when you were saying that I, recently over the last few weeks, I've realised how much I'm changing my journey of fitness. Mm. Then, if you like, I've always I started doing like you know the the local um women it was, was a women's gym which was fabulous I started mm. doing that about 14 and everything was a step class or it was like sweat I got a sweat yeah. and I can remember being um like 39 or 38 weeks pregnant and still doing aerobics classes with my first child yeah. and at the time I loved it like it was not mm. it wasn't because I felt I had to I loved it but um then looking back like, what were you doing like what <laughs> what were you doing and I guess I've realized I'm 39 in October and I've realized recently that my body needs something differently I've really got into mm. parties recently and I've really started to realize the impact that exercise can mm. have on my body particularly around stress like yeah. if I'm stressing my body and I never realized that link until about a month ago so mm. I'm yeah really intrigued about what you were saying about the stages really because I've yeah, yeah I guess I'm going into a new stage I don't know if that's reluctantly Alex or not but I think <laughs> that, um I am readdressing my I guess my relationship to fitness because mm. I've always done it and it's something I love like, I I feel like I like to do something most days not so much and what I think when I get to a stage where I feel like I have to is when I need to readdress do you yeah. get that at all when people are like no I need to work out or they've lost motivation is it one end or the other yeah, I think, um, 
Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question because one of two things tends to happen at that stage of life. Either women are finding that, um, you know, for example, they're putting weight on more easily. You know, that's one of the really common yeah. things, particularly once you get, you know, towards the kind of mid to late 40s. And like, I just can't shift this weight. And so they're doing endless, endless cardio because they're like, I need yeah. to burn the calories. I need to burn the calories. And so they're doing endless cardio all the time. Or the opposite happens and you kind of go, all right, well, I need to slow right down. And mm. all you do is Pilates or yoga. Um, and both of those things have, have their issues attached to it. Yeah. The first one is, like you say, long, steady state cardio puts a lot of stress on your body. And when you're in a time of life when potentially there are a lot of other stresses around, you've got you know kids on the one hand and you've got maybe aging parents on the other hand, uh, it's like called the meat in the sandwich generation, you know, because we, we're still looking oh, after our that. kids, but we're potentially looking after parents and things more as well. And um, all we're doing is we're just adding stress on stress on stress on stress. And our body's just going to go, well, I'm just going to hold on to that fat. Thank you very much. And yeah. it's not doing us any favors. Here's the cortisol. Yeah. <laughs> that cortisol is just elevated all the time, you know, not yeah. massively elevated, but just enough for it to Be cause stressful. all sorts of issues, actually. Yeah. And, you know, one of the interesting things is that that then um, interferes with our production of hormones, Um a time when our, our hormone profile is changing anyway. So that's on the one side of things. So, um, you know, I do de definitely encourage women. It's not that you shouldn't do cardio because we absolutely oh, want yeah. them to do it. Um, but it's just, if all you do is that steady state cardio all the time, it may not be serving you in and of, in and of itself. And then on the other side of the, the coin is, is when you do slow it right down and all you're doing is, the very, very low impact stuff, um, which is amazing, by the way. I'm, you know, absolutely do your Pilates, do your yoga. They are absolutely awesome. But again, if that's all that you're doing, then you're missing out on a big chunk of stuff in yeah, the middle. And balance. for me, one of the most, most, most important things that women can do at midlife is to lift some weights. It is absolutely an awesome exercise. Um, yes, of course, there is some stress involved with it, but it tends to be in in shorter bursts you're not stressing your body over a longer period mm. um you know we start to lose muscle from our mid-30s and so that's one of the reasons that our metabolism starts to take a dive and that you get to your late 40s and you're starting to notice oh gosh I can't eat what I used to eat or the the weight just keeps going on or I can't lose it or whatever um and you know, if you're lifting weights, you're keeping your muscle, which means you're keeping your metabolism higher. Um, it's also amazing, obviously, for mobility. That. I did yeah. not know it was so linked to metabolism. Yes. Yeah. So essentially oh. every so every pound. Hang on a minute. Is it every pound or kilogram? I think it's every pound of muscle that you've got burns 50 calories a day. Just if you just sat still, if you if there were two women next to each other, mm -hmm. exactly the same weight but one of them has got an extra five pounds of muscle, she's going to burn an extra 250 calories a day just sitting there doing nothing. So That is a mic drop moment for me. I <laughs> come my dumbbells immediately. <laughs> Definitely. I think, you, you know, it's building muscle is important from that point of view, but it's also important because it keeps you, you know, clearly keeps you stronger for longer. And mm. when you're lifting weights, you are, you know, increasing your longevity, you're increasing your chances of a kind of living better for longer, you know, and being able to do stuff. And for me, that is one of my, you know, I'm, I'm in my mid 40s now. And yes, old age is still a long, long way away. But at the same time, you know, one of my big things is 
do you know what? I want to be in my 70s and 80s and I want to be still moving with ease. Yes. And so that's why I, I do what I do. So it's it's definitely finding the balance. I think that probably in our 20s and 30s, we've got away with just doing, you know, going for it, sweat sessions mm-hmm. all the time and just pushing, pushing, pushing. I think as you get into your 40s, yes, absolutely. Keep doing that. But lifting weights, slowing it down with your yoga and Pilates and doing a bit of that as well is really, really, really important. Because health is wealth, isn't it, Alex? Let's Indeed. Be honest. Indeed. So, <laughs> le- so when you tell us about chick fit, so because this really, I love the principles of it. So, how long ago did you start, and what what is it all about? So, I started it about eight years ago. So, I used to work in advertising in London for for sort of ten plus years, um, and then after I had my two kids, I well, I'd, I'd already qualified as a personal trainer, but I'd sort of stay, I, you know, we, I couldn't afford to leave my job and still, mm-hmm. you know, for us to still pay the mortgage and stuff. But we moved out of London um, about uh, ten years ago, and once I'd had my son, I decided that it was the time to sort of really launch my business and go it alone. Um, and as as I said, you know, it has really evolved over the years. I would say from being a purely personal training business to something now that kind of incorporates all sorts of different things. And yeah. I actually think for me that the the sort of mindset piece is so, so, so important. You know, I, you know, a lot of what I do with women is helping them to create that, that long-term kind of fitness, um, uh, I was going to call call it regime. It's not really a regime. Uh, Journey. <laughs> that long-term fitness habit, let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. And um, because, you know, what, what I've really noticed is that we are, we're all on this kind of uh, merry-go-round of, you know, we're on, we're off, we're on, mm-hmm. we're off, we're on, we're off. When we're on it, we're amazing. We're perfect. We're doing everything right. We're this working out so loads. We're doing all the things. <laughs> and when we're off it, we're doing nothing at all. And so what I try and do is I try and help women find a middle ground. And I think that's so important because I think that we, you know, we, <sighs> diet culture essentially has, has told us you must do all the things or else you're not going to succeed. Yeah. And so the message we get is, well, if we can't do all the things, then we might as well do nothing at all. And the fact is, if we have got kids, if we have got a busy job, if, you know, like us, we're running our own business, you've not got that time to do all of the things and you don't want to spend your life um, exercising, you know, every three minute exercising, you know, it's not, you know, I very much use exercise to enhance my life. It is not be all and end all, even yes. though it's what I do for a job. It's not yeah. be all and end all. And I love what you've just said about diet culture, because I think mm-hmm. that's true. It almost reinforces this idea if, well, if you're not doing all these things and you don't look mm-hmm. like this person who's advertising the skinny tea, which don't even get yeah. me started on these kinds of celebrities who endorse these products to young girls and, and young women... And I think if you don't look like that, then Mm. almost like, what are you doing with your life? And then that just makes this, it kind of reinforces this negative belief. So then you feel Mm. underconfidence, then you don't want to do it. And it's just this self, like, it's just this massive cycle, isn't it? That if we're, like you say, if we don't work with someone like you, or we don't get our self-esteem, our mindset in the right place, Mm. it can be a dangerous cycle, can't it? Really quickly. Yeah. And I, you know, and I think a lot of us, come from a a place of hatred like we hate our bodies we hate what we see in the mirror we need it to change because it's making us feel bad 
Um, And, you know, I'm always saying to my clients that for as as long as you do that, you are in a battle with yourself. You are just fighting against yourself the entire time. So you have to find some level of comfort with where you are right now. There's nothing wrong with wanting to change it. But if you can't find some level of comfort, then you're going to find it very hard because it's always going to feel like a battle. Um, And, you know, the way that I like to think about it is, right, how how can we think about enhancing our lives? How can we think about doing amazing things for ourselves? How can we, you know, when it comes to nutrition, you know, how can we add in amazing healthy things rather than constantly thinking, oh, I must cut this out and I must cut that out. It's, yes. It's coming at, from, at it from that different perspective of what can I do to enhance rather than mm, take what away. do I need to punish myself? And some interesting conversations I will have with clients around, you know, they'll, they'll have been dieting for 20 years. And yeah. you know, I'll say to them, you know, very a very genuine question. How is it working? Has it working? Yeah. Um, and they're like, well, I'm heavier than I've ever been. But but, but I'll still keep dieting. unwilling to let go of it because it feels like if they don't diet, then they it, everything is going to go completely hot. And I'm like, but is it making you happy? Well, no, not really, because I'm still not where I want to be. And it's getting worse. And I feel bad about myself when I don't yeah. do it. Um, and oh, so it's it's this really awful cycle and that's that's what diet culture is all about isn't it put you in that yeah. cycle where you feel that you have to depend on that um mm. so yeah I, I'm Gosh. definitely my approach is very much <laughs> very much moving us away from that that point of view yeah because the messages we tell ourselves mm. and we're taught can, can come from a very young age can't they you know mm. it really can and I'll share this here because we're in a safe space when I came to my resolution about, um, you know, how hard I'd been on myself with fitness, like mm. up until this point, I really had to look at myself and do the whole, do you know what, body? I'm really sorry. Let's mm. make let's make friends because yeah. I've almost like worked against you for so long. Yeah. What could happen if I embraced everything that you were and mm. that I was just really kind to you yeah. and everything I do was to add to your health? not take away from your fat stores <laughs> what yeah. about that yeah completely completely um, that was been my revelation maybe mm. this past two months so mm. alex this is perfect timing for me. <laughs> um amazing so i know i ask questions on this podcast which um to most guests but has there been a time in your life where something has happened or you've read something and it's totally changed your perspective and how you show up in the world I, you know i was thinking about this the other day and Honestly, I can't pin down one particular specific thing. There is no yeah. moment in my life where I've gone oh, sliding doors. Everything's yeah. changed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it hasn't. Ha- it hasn't. You know, I'm sure it happens like that for some people, but for me, not so much. However, I would say that you know, sometimes when I look back on my journey, I realise that I've been evolving all the time, and I evolve mm. through you know, the books that I read and the people that I follow on social media. And, you know, for example, in recent months and years, I've started following much more, many more body positive accounts on on Instagram, which has been massive for me because it just shows you that you're flipping normal. Um, Yes. You know, things like that. And um, so, yeah, just through what I read, what I do, and actually my experiences of working with my clients, you know, working with my clients mm. teaches me so much as well. You know, I learn so much from them. And, and I think that I, you know, I would very much hope that I would continue to change and my perspective will continue to change um, as I go forward as well. So yeah, it's, it's that accumulated um, 
collection of things that I'd, I read a lot. I probably that's one of the big things for me. I read an awful lot and I do read um, fiction, but not very often. You know, a lot of it is um, it is more, I suppose, self-development development, stuff really, yeah. that I read. So, so it's that stuff. It's that stuff. And it's the people that I encounter. It's the whole kind of collection mm. of all those things it's surrounding yourself isn't it it's surrounding yourself absolutely with that, that sort of positivity and that stuff that actually gets you thinking I think absolutely and I think it's those very small steps and the, like you said the accumulation of things that happen that mm. shapes our lives and we don't realize until unless we give ourselves space to look back so yeah. I love I love that answer I think that's really insightful and yeah I think this will be really helpful because our pod like my podcast kind of thing is let's grow together so I think mm. the very fact that we've you know that's part of your answer was amazing yeah. Alex <laughs> what do women need to know so I think this goes back to a little bit to what we were talking about before which is that you don't have to do all the things um, stop, <laughs> stop thinking that you know your fitness and your wellness is an all or nothing thing um it there is an in-between and that in-between still counts and it still counts for an awful lot and like I say, I always say to my clients, you know, I would much rather that you did two workouts a week and you kept that going for the next year than that you went hell for leather and did five workouts a week for the next three weeks and then fell off the wagon again and felt yeah. bad about yourself. You know, I, I, a lot of us would, would kind of go, oh, what's the point of only doing a, a workout or two a week? But it's a workout. It, mm. You know, it still counts and you can still, you know, get. yes, you may not get the results you always expected to get, but it's still going to change your body. It's still going to support your health. It's still going to make yeah. you feel good. And you being able to do something week after week after week and create that habit is going to make you feel so much better than falling off the wagon all the time. So, uh, yeah, I just would say stop trying to do all the things. <laughs> that is great advice. I think I might put that on a note and put it on my mirror. Stop yeah. doing all the things. That's yeah. definitely like a mantra I need in my life. Alex, <laughs> where can people find it about you? Because I know you've got an amazing podcast and yep. I know you've got a fabulous Instagram. So I will link it. But if you want to just put it out mm. there to the listeners, that would be amazing. Yeah, no problem. So uh, you can follow me on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, the tag is at Alex Chick Fit and it's A-L-I-X because people always get that wrong so a-l-i-x chick fit um and yeah you can also come and have a listen to my podcast which is the busy woman's guide to fitness and wellness and i very very much talk about a lot of the stuff we've talked about today mm. about you know creating that habit and about doing it in a way that is is kind of achievable realistic um in a way that that you can do it with ease rather than it feeling like that, that sort of push all the time. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fairly new podcast. I've done about 10 episodes so far. You were one of my first guests, Natalie, as I well, was. which was awesome. Um, and you, yeah, you can come and have a, have a follow of that as well. And it really is a great listen. Like I love, because you do a lot of like tips and hints and things that just, mm. you, they stay with you to push you along for your week. And sometimes yeah. when we're on that merry-go-round and we're trying to get off, it's really nice to have that top up of like inspiration through your week alex Lovely. thank you so much for coming on today i've loved having you as a guest and i've learned loads thank you so much oh good good it's been great uh thank you for having me thank you so much have a lovely week everybody take care there we go